Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. I am Darlin Childress. I am a life and parenting coach. And I am going to talk today about summer. And I've called this episode Summer Reset because for most of us, we're sort of like right in the middle of summer. Um, you know, maybe your summer has just feels like it just got started because we just had 4th of July. But most of us have been out of school or kids have been out of school for at least three, four weeks. Some of you <clears throat> have even been out of school for like six weeks. So you are in the the dog days of summer, the doldrums of summer, and you might be feeling a little bit frustrated, disappointed, sad that your summer isn't going as great as you hoped it would be. I think what happens to us is we have a lot of ideas about what the summer is going to be like and then we get into it and it's very easy to forget that summer is actually as easy as it is. It's also really challenging, mostly because we're completely out of our rhythm and we're just spending a lot of time with our kids and they're spending a lot of time with us. So I wanted to help you understand why you might be feeling this way and I'm going to give you 10 reasons why you might be feeling like your summer sucks and help you see that if you're in this place where you're like, my summer sucks and I don't like it, that I'm going to help you understand why, why those are, why that's happening and then give you some really great strategies and tools to help get your summer back on track. So that's why this really is a summer reset. But before you can reset, we kind of need to know what's going on. Like what are the problems? So I'm going to go through the list, the reasons why you might be feeling like your summer sucks and just noticing if, if any of these are true, then you're going to want to put in some of the, the tools and strategies that I'm going to offer at the end of this episode. So the one that you cannot, well, you can kind of deal with, but one reason why summer is hard is honestly because the weather makes people grumpy. Like when it is really hot and humid and sticky out, it can be really difficult to like regulate our emotions. It's just hard if we're feeling uncomfortable. And I, I kind of wanted just to say it, even though it's obvious, but like summer is hot. And when you're hot, you're not as comfortable. And it can be hard to get cool, especially if you don't have good AC or you don't have a pool or whatever it is. Everyone is just hot and sticky and it can just be uncomfortable. This is especially true like if you're going camping and you're not like near water and everyone is just sort of hot and buggy and dirty. Like, yeah, that might be one of the reasons that summer is just hard. Um, I'll give you, I can't change the weather for you, <laughs> obviously, but I'll give you some strategies of what to do to cope. The other reasons that summer might suck is really honestly like your kids might be fighting all the time. And next up, next week I'm doing an episode on summer and siblings and I'm going to just talk about like strategies for that. But really what's going on is your kids are just spending a ton of time together. And I think of it like that kids end up almost like a an old married couple that bickers all the time that you start to see these patterns in your kids where they're just like annoyed all the time with them with each other. And they're just picking on each other and they're like, he's looking at me. Stop looking at me. He's looking at me. Don't look at me like that. And you can't even help them. Right. Cause it's just cuckoo arguments. And so that is just one of the problems in the summer is that your kids just spend way more time together than they ever 
do during the regular school year, particularly because they're in different classes at school and they have different enrichment, the different activities after school, they have different friend group. And then you, in the summer, there's like together a lot. So that's, that's also, that might be one of the reasons why you're like, God, my summer sucks because it's hot. My kids are fighting all the time. The other reasons that you might feel like your summer is sucking is because your kids are just really resistant to going to summer camp. I just did a, a blog post on this and sent it out. If you're on my email list, you got that this past Tuesday. But so if you're not on my email list, please go to callmamacoaching.com and be sure you get on my email list. And then you can also, you know, request me to send you that blog post. But what I talked about in that, um, in that email is that we think of summer camp as being just so much fun for our kids. And when we think it's going to be fun and then they hate it and they resist it and they every day are complaining and they're crying and you're having big feeling cycles, it can feel really frustrating. You're like, I bought this camp. I paid for it. They picked it. They loved it last year and here they hate it. And so having that resistance can make your summer feel so frustrating because it's, it's, different than even going to school. Some kids have school refusal. Um, and actually you're, everyone is much more committed. Everyone knows that school is like kind of a, a no deal deal. Like everyone has to do it, but it was summer camp. There seems to be some option or flexibility and your kids pick up on that. And then they are also resisting it because summer camp is hard. Even though you think it's fun, it's actually hard for kids to go and be physical and be outside and be in new social groups. And so that is another reason that summer is hard is like you have activities that you think are going to be great and then your kid has big fits about them and that is difficult. This kind of go, that that reason, the summer camp resistance making it hard for you to have a good summer is the partly, how do I say it? Another reason that your kids might be having struggle this summer and you might be feeling really frustrated by the summer is because your kids are probably missing school and missing their school friends. So it's just, it's like school has a rhythm to it. It has a predictability to it. It feels really safe. They know what they're supposed to do every day. They know where they're supposed to be. They get activities every day that then reinforce whether they're learning or how good they are and all of that. And then they also have their friends at school, their school friends. And so they know who they're supposed to play with every day and what, you know, they get all that like social need met at school. In the summer, there's different friends. The school friends aren't always available. People travel, people are on vacation at different times. Some school friends are just harder to get together with. Maybe you don't know the parents very well or they live kind of across town. And so your kids might be really missing some of their friends and they might feel a little bit lonely. So your kids, we, we think about, oh, the summer is supposed to be so great and they're supposed to have such a great time, but yet they're not always super happy, right? Because of they're with their sibling all the time. They're not with their friends. They have to go to camp. The, the weather's really hot and grumpy. And also, kids in the summer, they don't really want to 
like they kind of create like a Disneyland version of the summer, sort of we do too, right? At the end of the school year, everyone is burned out. You can't wait for like the free flow of summer and, you know, it's going to be so great because we don't have to be everywhere all the time. And you kind of build it up in your mind that it's going to be sort of this like vacation feeling all the time. And then you get into the reality of it and you're like, this does not feel like vacation at all. This feels like double work. Well, your kids, they have the same idea. They think that the summer is also going to be really amazing. And in their mind, they're going to like be able to do whatever they want all summer long. Like it's going to be almost like a free for all. And then all of a sudden it's not right. You still tell them to go to bed. You still tell them to take a bath. You still tell them to eat their vegetables. They still have to clean up. There's still a lot of waiting around in lines and going to the grocery store with mom and things like that or dad. They're still, they're bored. So your kids, they have these unrealistic expectations of what the summer is going to be like. And then they get kind of stuck in like, well, this sucks because they've built it up in their mind. This also happens um, around holiday gift giving. Your kids will think like, I'm going to get everything I ever wanted that's in the like toy catalog or the Target catalog. And then they open up, you know, five presents and their brain's like, that's it, right? So... that their expectation of the summer is sometimes part of why you might experience a lot of grumpy moods from them. The other, there's three other reasons like that kids have grumpy moods um, that are more physical related. One is that sleep is just whacked in the summer. Like you're trying to be super go with the flow and chill. And so you let your kids stay up later but then your kid wakes up even earlier. Have you noticed that? So you put them to bed later and they never sleep later. That sleeping later is really rare for little kids. It doesn't really happen until puberty. Every once in a while, one kid will sleep really late and you're like, oh my God, that's amazing. But for the most part, if you put your kids to bed late, they're going to wake up even earlier, which is so annoying. But then you think you're being so cool and chill and like letting them stay up. And then the next day it bites you in the butt because you have grumpy pants showing up. It's like a little devil spawned in the night and you, they show up and you're like, oh my God, you're like a Tasmanian devil. You will not like you have more energy and you're crazy. You're not listening to me at all. And you're like, shouldn't you be tired? Cause you didn't get a lot of sleep. Yeah, they are. Their tiredness is showing up as adrenaline, right? Their body is like, "Uh Oh, we got to go into our stress response because we obviously need to stay up and alert because we're not getting enough sleep. So sleep, the rhythm of sleep getting super whacked is partly why you feel feel like your summer is sucking. Your kids are also eating a ton of crap food. Now crap food, I don't know. It's not really fair to say that, but like essentially we give our kids sort of easy, fast carbohydrate or, you know, quick hits of energy like in, in terms of chips or um, ice cream or candy or milkshakes and things like that. And it's not that necessarily their body is crashing, kind of it happens, but what is happening to them is that they're getting full because they don't have a high caloric need in the first place because they're kids. They don't need like, you know, a ton of food because their bodies are smaller, that they are 
taking in a lot of calories that they burn really quick. So they have a burst of energy, right? So you're giving them like this food that is, you know, gives them a lot of fast, fast energy. And then they burn out really quickly. And then their brain craves another quick hit of energy. And so then they're craving sugar and they're craving, you know, fast carbs and, and things like that because their body is like, we need energy. We're tired and, you know, we're burning through this energy so fast, it must be what we need. So that kind of is a vicious cycle that you end up in where your kid is off balance and then they crave uh, quick energy. You give them quick energy, then they crave more quick energy. And then all of a sudden you have like a little sugar snack monster on your hands. And you're like so frustrated, right? Because you're thinking, don't, you don't need to have candy all the time. Like we already had candy today. Like stop asking for candy. What's wrong with you? We don't have candy all the time. We don't have sugar all the time. We don't have sweets all the time. You start going into lecture mode and it's really your child's biological need is for that quick energy. So they're not eating a lot. They're not, um, they're not eating like food that stays, stays sustained longer in their bodies and they're having extra screen time. So of course they're having extra screen time. It's summer. There's a lot of extra hours, right? And so you're not a bad mom if your kids are on devices a lot more. It's just like they have extra time and it's easy and like, sure. But what happens, I'm sure you've noticed this, is that they often end up feeling more grumpy afterwards and then dissatisfied. And that's because of what happens to their biology while they're participating in the video game. They're not moving. They're getting dopamine. It's building up and they're getting all these like quick hits. It's kind of like the sugar thing and their body is, you know, needing to release all of that. And it looks like dysregulation. It looks like a grumpy mood. And you're like, well, I just said yes to you using screens. Now you want more. Now you want candy. And now you're fighting with your brother. And, you know, you're, you're crying about going to camp. What am I supposed to do with you? <laughs> right? It can feel so frustrating, so overwhelming in the summer because you're trying to do things like be casual and, and, and be flexible and let them have like extra sweets and extra screen and, you know, more like, like late nights. And all of a sudden you have this dysregulated bundle of mess who you want to dump off at camp and who won't even go to camp and then stays home complaining. It's like, you probably feel like you can't win, you can't lose, right? Um, so that is all super normal, what's happening. And then there's two, so this is like kind of the effect of summer rhythm, on your kids, like what happens to them and why they get so dysregulated. And then what happens to you is your children are struggling and you feel very overwhelmed and resentful towards them, right? You're spending extra time with these people who are now even extra dysregulated and you're having trouble coping with your own emotional regulation, right? Your kids are struggling and then you're struggling and you're in a vicious cycle where you're like burned out. You disconnect from them. You yell at them and then you feel like crap. So then you give them extra privileges. But then that cycle makes it so that they have harder time regulating. Because you're doing like kind of bare minimum parenting where you're like, sure, whatever, eat whatever you want, go to sleep when you want, which I, I, I want you to know it's okay. 
But what happens is then you're in a cycle where your kids are not, they're not able to manage that much physical dysregulation and emotional dysregulation. And they dump it on you. They dump it on their siblings. And then you're burned out. <sighs> right? So what are you supposed to do about it? First, just, that was a lot. Like 15 minutes of like, why summer sucks. <laughs> um, it is a lot. It's a lot to be with your kids all the time. It's a lot to balance, keep that balance in the summer. And I want you to know you're not alone. Every mom listening to this podcast episode is like, uh, yeah, that's my life. That's my house. Every day, it's like that. They're just running like crazy. There's fighting all the time. Nobody's listening. I want to like, you know, send them to camp just to get them away from me. And then the whole, they're complaining about going to camp and I paid for it, right? So I, I just want you to know you're normal <laughs> and your feelings are valid. It is overwhelming. It is difficult. You are trying to be flexy and flow and it's not going how you wanted it to go. And that's hard and that's disappointing. So I just want to spend a second to acknowledge and validate, let you know I see you. I understand that summer sucks sometimes and that's okay. It's, it's kind of like I talked about last week, how you go on a vacation, but really it's a business trip, right? And that's kind of what summer is. It's like, you're a work from home parent. <laughs> like it's still work. Um, don't get me wrong. There's some really fun stuff about the summer, but it's only when everybody is pretty regulated that you get to have that sort of um, good feeling, right? So how do you get your summer back on track? That's what I want to help you with. So it's not just, um, you know, a, oh yeah, summer sucks. Okay, bye. <laughs> right? I want you to feel that you have support and tools so that you can get your summer back on track. So the first strategy I want to offer to you is to build back some rhythm. If you feel that you are out of balance with sleep, if you're out of balance with food, if you're out of balance with screens, and all out of balance means is it's tilted to more than your kids are accustomed to. So there's no fast rules about like what, you know, what kids should eat and when they should eat and how much screen time and what time they should go to bed. You have probably built pretty good rhythms in your family, especially during the school year. And so if you're seeing that your kids are sort of dysregulated, they're grumpy a lot, I want you to build back some rhythm. So what that looks like is having a day or two where you get back to your old routine. You figure out what you're going to serve for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Generally, right? You're like, okay, they're going to have cereal, they're going to have sandwiches, and then they're going to have pasta or whatever. Um, and then you have your two snacks planned. So you're going to be like, you know, cheese and apple first, you know, morning snack and popcorn and nuts and, you know, strawberries or whatever in the afternoon. So you have in your mind, okay, I know what I'm doing for food for these people for today, like in general, and then putting them into that routine, like, hey, you're, you're you know, 
you're welcome to get breakfast. It's on the table. It'll be there for the next 20 minutes or whatever. And then if they don't eat that, you just put it away. Then you serve the snack, you know, happy to serve snack as long as, you know, you come to the table now. This is what's for lunch. And try to avoid maybe special treats for like a day or two or just building back some rhythm. So if you've been going to like get ice cream every night, maybe skip that. Um, if you, you know, find yourself like going, you know, uh, I'm not going to tell you what food to eat, but if you feel like you're off rhythm there, then do that. Having a day where you get back to a routine in terms of meals, where you get back into a routine and have your evening routine. So do an on time at home night, right? So where you put your kids to bed earlier or you can just get back to that bedtime routine. You're like, these people need to sleep. I'm putting them to bed early tonight. They seem exhausted and just committing to doing that. So one or two days a week for the next couple of weeks, having a rhythm day, a routine day where you put back into your your rhythm. That includes making sure you, you know, also have a screen time limit that day too. So you're just like, yep, you guys can use your devices after you we go swimming at the pool. You can use it from two to three and then we're going to have snack and then we're going to play at home. So you just build a couple of rhythm days into your days. I promise a couple of those will help get your summer back on track. Another strategy is to get a break. If we're midsummer, you're midsummer mama, right? You are burned out. When was the last time you went and had some fun? Go do something fun without your kids. Plan a mom's night out, get a babysitter, go on a date, do a kid swap on the weekend and that way you can maybe get on top of some stuff either with your life or at home. Do some things that take care of yourself. Just look at your calendar and be like, I need a day. You know, ask grandparents, ask babysitters, ask friends, ask your sister, whoever is nearby. And I have a feeling that there's other moms in your community that you know that also needs some support. So if you could bring, have their kids for an afternoon one day and she gets a break and then you take, she takes your kids in the afternoon one day and you just do a kid swap. That would be really, really helpful. Another thing I like to help parents plan is what I think of as a breathe in day. So a lot of the summer is spent with big energy outside, lots of movement, lots of stimulation. And that's like a breathe out day. It's like, right? A lot of energy going out into the world. But when do you pull in? When do you take an inhale? Have a, a chill at home day maybe even without siblings, if that's at all possible, right? I want you to think about planning a day or two in your next couple of weeks where you do a breathe-in day, quiet things, go to the library, see a cheap movie. They always seem to have, um, you know, movies in the summer for kids, like, you know, Tuesday's Kids Watch Free or something like that. So go see an old school movie um, and, and just have them be resting in that dark theater, in that cool theater and, you know, having some apple or some grapes or something like that and just, you know, watching watching a movie, especially if it's one that they love, like it's the one they've seen many times. So going to see a movie, building forts inside, planning a stuffed animal party. We always would do that. We'd talk about it like we're going to do a stuffed animal party. 
figure out which stuffed animals were going to be invited and then plan like a whole party for them and they, what the kids, what the animals were going to do. And they were going to have this game. We're going to have a dance party and we're going to have snacks. And like my kids would get into having a stuffed animal party and it would kind of become the activity for the day. Another activity, quiet activity is toy organization day. Just saying we're going to organize the playroom. We're going to organize the toys. We're going to organize your bedroom and you kind of can get into it by, you know, organizing and then hopefully without the real intention of organizing like you kind of want that but don't make that your goal the goal is really that your kids will see toys they haven't played with in a while and they might start to get into something so just kind of a flow day an at-home day a quiet day maybe one small activity like the library or the movie and then you're home with the rest of the day and doing at-home things the last strategy I have for you is is checking your mindset. A lot of the time, the reason why we are feeling frustrated, grumpy, there's some practical things that are happening, right? Like I said, your kids are not eating, sleeping well, they're overstimulated, they're around friends too much, camp is hard. There are actual circumstances that are creating some of the frustration for you. So you can build back your rhythm and fix some of those, not problems, but like some of the situations that are creating the dysregulation in your kids. And then you'll have some easier time. So there's some parenting that you can do that will make things easier. But then there's also, you always have at your disposal, Calm Mama tools, particularly mindset. So when you have a day or a week in the summer and it's not going great and you're feeling super grumpy, I want you to actually process that negative emotion. And in my programs, I teach this process called Calm Mama Thinking. And it is really about mindset, doing a mindset reset, right? Resetting our mind to the thoughts that we want to have, to the feelings we want to have. So I want to walk you through what I mean by calm mama thinking. I actually do teach this on the podcast. On episode 61, I talk about the parenting stress cycle. And then episode 10, I talk about how to reset your mind. So I've taught this before. So if you want to go back to those episodes, it's a good idea. But essentially what I want you to do is the first step is to do a thought dump. So what's that? It's where you write out what you're feeling and why. So you can write at the top, like, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling disappointed. I'm feeling regret. I'm feeling guilt. I'm feeling like crap, (laughs) which is not a feeling, but you can say it. And so you're going to just kind of write what you're feeling and why. Why are you feeling this way? Give yourself a chance to vent, to talk about it, to be frustrated. I think of a thought dump as conversation with a friend, right? Like, you know, when you get on the phone or you get on a call with, uh, you know, you get with your friend and you just kind of tell them everything that's going wrong and how the good that feels. That's what I want you to be for yourself. So a thought dump is a way to get out all those negative thoughts that you have and all those feelings that you have. And it will help you give yourself some compassion and and give yourself some perspective. A lot of times our brain will start to like do a thought dump and it's going to be really negative. And then we'll find like, oh, but they're so cute. Or it only happens sometimes. And our brain starts to argue with itself because it does want to feel 
more joy, more peace, more hope, more love, more kindness. Our, our natural instinct is to move towards positive emotion, but we can't just get there. You cannot bypass negative emotion and just think new thoughts. We have to go let our brain go through a journey of first acknowledging where we are and then watching our brain crave or find its way to a new feeling. And you can trust that it will. So we start with a thought dump, dumping down all our negative thoughts. And then I always think about, okay, what feeling am I chasing? So particularly like if there's an event that we're going to or some sort of activity that I've planned or we just had 4th of July and, you know, I was like, what am I want to feel today? That's how I make sort of decisions of like, what do I want to be doing? It's kind of like, well, what do I want to feel today? I want to feel relaxed on 4th of July. And so that's sort of the feeling that I chased that day. And then I built a day around relaxation. And so that means that I've had to, I have to think about what feeling, what, what thoughts do I need to be thinking in order to let me feel relaxed? And like for, for 4th of July, for me, it was, um, I don't need to be with friends to have fun. <laughs> like I can relax alone. It's okay that I want to be at home today because I really didn't feel like doing something with other people. I was, I was tired and I wanted to relax. I didn't want to host anything. I didn't want to go anywhere. And then I could feel like FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. I could feel guilt um, or like kind of like, oh, I'm a loser for not doing anything. So I gave myself permission. I had to think new thoughts that helped me feel relaxed. Like, you know, it's okay for me to stay home. It's okay for me to not be social today, things like that. So that's what step three is, is doing a thought swap, right? We have to find what thoughts do we need to think in order to feel the way we want to feel. So it's like, yeah, I wanted to create circumstances that are relaxing for me right? But if I was thinking the whole time, God, you're such a loser for not going to do something or not inviting people over, like you're such a loser. If I'm thinking I'm such a loser, am I going to feel relaxed? No, I have to be thinking you're okay. This is okay. You chose this. This is what you wanted. You have permission to rest. I have to actively think those thoughts in order to feel the way I want to feel. It's not just the circumstances. So that's what I'm inviting you to do is really thinking about like, what do you want to be feeling this summer? Most of the time, I feel like what we want is ease in the summer. We want it to be easy. So one thought is to think I can make this easy <laughs> or having routines make it easy for me. Saying no to things makes it easy. You can think different things that help you feel that ease. We want to feel joy. We want to feel peace, right? We want to feel connection. We want to feel um, uh, relaxed, whatever it is. And so being able to think thoughts like my kids are doing their best, I have permission to take care of myself. I can always pause. My kids are so immature. That's one of the things I 
um, often think is like, God, they're so immature. And I say it sort of tongue in cheek because the truth is, yes, of course they're immature. They're children, right? Um, I can, I can handle this. That's a thought that I have often. So just thinking about if, you know, you're thinking like, I can't handle this. Like, I can't be with my kids all day, every day. There's like no way I can do another day. This is awful. If you're stuck in that way of thinking, you're going to feel overwhelmed and you're not going to take action to help yourself because you're going to feel trapped. So instead, I want you to start to think things like, you know what, today is really hard. It's okay that it's hard. I can do, I can do hard things, like that famous sentence, right? Um, I just have to get through to bedtime. I can handle a few more hours. Uh, I, I can, I'm going to take really good care of myself tomorrow. This isn't going to work. Let's figure this. I need a new plan. You can be thinking of thoughts that are empowering for you and then help you feel confident, right? Um, thinking negative thoughts about your kids, like, oh, they're so rude. They're so ungrateful. They're always complaining, right? If you're, if you're thinking that, you're going to feel angry with them. But if you th- practice a thought like, God, they're so immature, they're very young, they're not fully developed, they're doing the best they can, they've been very overwhelmed, I, they still have a lot to learn, that's okay, um, I can teach them new things, this is temporary, they're going to grow up, you know, whatever thoughts that you need to help you shift into that new feeling, that's what mindset really is. And when you are in that new mindset, you're able to get like maybe take different actions, right? So instead of feeling stuck and trapped and you're yelling at your kids, you're like, you know what? I'm putting these kids to bed early. They're going to get to bed early. I'm going to watch a show tonight. I'm going to do the dishes tomorrow. It's not a big deal. I can leave this mess for tomorrow. And you're going to start to think thoughts that help you take really good care of yourself and that give you permission to do that, and then watch those actions happen. The mindset will help you shift out of some of that grumpy feeling and get you into that place where hopefully you can have more compassion for your kids, right? We want to feel compassionate for them. We want to look at them in the summer and think, ah, you're struggling, Summer is hard. Yes, you're hot. Yes, you're bored. Yes, you're with your siblings a lot. Yes, camp isn't great for you. Yes, you miss your school friends. Um, Yes, you're tired. Yes, you're overwhelmed. Looking at them and seeing them from that lens of, of course, they're feeling this way will give you more compassion for them. And then they'll experience that compassion and then their emotions will regulate They'll start to calm themselves. They don't feel like they need to act out the behavior because you're seeing the things that are going on inside. You're validating it. And then from that energy, you're solving for it too, right? You're making those leadership decisions as the parent. You're saying, okay, these kids are really overwhelmed. We're having an at-home day tomorrow. We're having a breathe-in day. I'm going to get some rhythm back. We're going to do our regular routine tomorrow. We're going to not say hi. We're not going to spend time with friends. We're just going to be at home. We're going to connect in this way. And I'm going to help my kids regulate themselves. And you're going to be able to do that when you've had a little bit of break. And when, you feel, when you're feeling more calm, more confident, more um, 
less overwhelmed, you know, more peace inside of yourself, you'll be able to take those actions. So hopefully this gave you some tools, um, some tips so that you can get your summer back on track. Again, you know, there's a lot of reasons why summer goes off the rails and it has very little to do with you. Like it's not because you have raised total brat children and that there's like, they're terrible. It all behavior is driven by feelings. And when you see a lot of off track behavior, that is because your kids are overwhelmed. And when your kids are overwhelmed, what do they need? They need compassion and they need routine. So when you're off track this summer, just practice your calm mama tools, take care of yourself, compassionately connect with your kids, set some limits, get back to routines. And I promise you're going to get back to a better rhythm. Are you going to have magic unicorn days? Maybe. Um, We're not looking for magic unicorn days. We're looking for some peace and ease in the day to day of our actual lives. Right. And when you're off track, that's what we're doing is we're like, ah, we're off track. Okay. Let's reset, reset our rhythms, reset our routines, reset our connection, re-regulate everybody. And then start again, start fresh. All right, mamas, I hope you are able to reset your summer if it's been off track and that you're going to, um, yeah, just enjoy your kids this summer as much as you possibly can. And as you build those breathe in days, that when you do your breathe out days, that they feel really fun and energetic and like giggles and laughter and all the things you're craving. Okay, I will talk to you next week. Have a great week. 